It's it's the dessert affair from Lake Park Bistro. Look oh what's my going gosh. on. Like, what's, You're so what's... fancy, Tariq. Yeah, that's what the ladies say. <laughs> this Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Anne Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. And on this edition of This Bites, we've got a lot of things to talk about. More importantly, a really cool benefit for an organization called Teens Grow Greens. They're having a chef dinner where the teens in this organization are cooking meals and they're paired with local chefs. Sounds really, really cool. Anne's going to get into that. Then there's a really cool brunch. Uh, bring your Pepto-Bismol for this one. Or what's it? Beans X? Yeah, Bino. Bino for this one. It's called Beers, Beans, Burrito Brunch. Uh, I'm all about the burritos. And then at Lake Park Beach Show is a really cool event happening this weekend, uh, the Dessert Affair. Then we're going to talk about this really interesting, uh, I guess you call it complex, that's being uh, developed in Mequon called Spur 16. And we're going to get into that. And so it's kind of a trend happening around the country in suburbs. Uh, but we're going to kick it off with Teens Grow Greens, the chef dinner. So, Anne, tell me about Teens Grow Greens Chef Dinner. But more importantly, what is Teens Grow Greens? Okay, this is, an, this is a local nonprofit where teens learn, grow, and go. Um, they're, it's a nine-month internship. So, so teens that take part in it, they develop life skills through hands-on experience. You know, I think about, I don't, I don't did your mom grow a lot of, uh, ing- oh, of my parents, gar- did they have a garden when you were growing up? They were, uh, what do you call it, extreme gardeners. Let's put it that way. And do you feel like you benefited from being part of that, being in that environment? Cause benefited I'm, like how? Well, I'm sure you, your your kitchen table, your food, you know, what you ate for dinner or lunch or whatever. Did did your mother cook with those ingredients? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. so that's good. But I mean, but did, I thought you mean benefited like I well, know how to grow plants. No, I, I'm well, terrible. Well, that was going to be my other question yeah. because I am. I'm my my thumb is. <laughs> we didn't. My mom didn't grow a lot of vegetables, but she did grow some. And I do remember being really little and being outside with her in the summertime, and she was kind of you know bending mm. over and like weeding something. And I'm like probably up to her knee or something. Mm. And I'm like right there sort of seeing her do mm. this, like pulling wax beans because mm. it's the time of year yeah. for wax beans or whatever it is. I still have that memory of that. And yeah. the smell of those vegetables and the dirt and the, the leaves and all of that mm. is so interesting to me. So I think there's so much that you that's can probably one carry thing I, forward. Yeah, that's the I, one thing I love about my parents. Like I took it for granted when I was a kid and like looking back at the photos, even going home. Uh, to their new house is like they they were amazing gardeners like no one could compete with them and the stuff they grew and the stuff they made with it like in Atlanta we my mom grew a fig tree she made fig preserves out of the fig oh, tree there were herbs figs. I love fresh figs greens corn there was almost everything you can imagine in this garden and the neighbor was so amazed especially in Georgia the clay like how are you doing this both my parents my mom and dad were just I was now really looking back at that. I'm just, I'm so in awe and amazed by so that. So they don't, they don't garden they still do. to that extreme, but not as much as you to the, the the place is not because they don't want to. The place in Alabama, the dirt is just the soil is awful, oh. and it costs a lot of money to basically you have to dig up a whole lot to replace it with. It's oh, just not okay. worth the time. They, they got a lot of land, but the dirt. Georgia's clay is a lot rich in nutrients and stuff, and the, we're in Alabama. It's just terrible, terrible mm. soil. It's very cost costly to try to fix that, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. 
So Okay. I think this is a really great initiative because kids, it helps them learn how to be leaders, to be responsible, yeah. to, to not only create something, but take the responsibility of keeping it and nurturing and it. And understanding where their food comes understand, from. Yeah. Absolutely. Understand they, have you ever seen those videos on from. YouTube or on TV where it acts a kid like show a vegetable, they don't know what it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, sure. what is that? And it's like, you, you look at it and they, they don't know and you say, like, that's a carrot. How come they don't know what a carrot looks like? You know, because the, the whole idea of the uh, uh, food deserts and those yeah. corner stores and processed foods. But this is. Well, and, and, it just, and it's important to note that these initiatives, I mean, it makes sense to start them young in mm. children and teens because those are going to be. I mean, that's where you learn this stuff and where it's going to really take hold. Mm. Right. And it's going to it's going to inform your entire mm-hmm. life. So. Uh, these kids from Teens Grow Greens are, are taking part in a chef's dinner called Cooking for a Cause. And that's going to be on Thursday, May 31st at the Atrium, which is a special event space on East Capitol in Shorewood. Okay. And they are what's you know, what's great about this, too, is, again, these teens are going to be able to create, cook, and serve this dinner with the Milwaukee chefs that they're the partnering community. with. Yeah. So like, who are so, some of the chefs that yeah. are, like, are taking part in this really All right. cool event? Chefs from Funky Fresh Spring Rolls. We know, um, and I know that you've had his fresh oh, spring so rolls. The chefs. They are really, funky fresh. They're funky fresh and delicious. Mm-hmm. And um, he's got some interesting uh, things happening mm-hmm. for him, the owner of that. That's pretty cool. He's going to be, he, he's moving into a space in the Grand Avenue Mall, which a temporary spot. And then it's going to be part of the Sherman Phoenix thing Correct. that's really looking to be something really Exa- amazing in this. Yeah, area. and I think it's going to really imp- like uh, improve or expand his reach in the community mm. and get funky fresh spring rolls out there and get it get his name out there. Uh, Color Palette, have you heard of that place? No. It's a salad. It's, a, it's a specifically a salad place. It's on I want to say it's on the corner of Water and Wells. Well, let us hear from uh, ha, 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 ha. And, okay, Cloud Red. We've often mentioned yeah. them. So the chefs from Cloud Red, they do a lot of plant-based uh, uh, foods on their menu. The Tandem, Caitlin Cullen from The Tandem. She does a lot of great stuff on her own. Absolutely. And um, one of the graduates from Teens Grow Grows Greens is on the staff there at okay. the Tandem. So there is a connection between the Tandem and Teens Grow Greens. And a business called Bougie Berries. Have you heard of Bougie Berries? Bougie Berries is a dessert shop on 71st and Burlock. No, uh, no offense to the company. Like it's, I think it probably, I'm, I'm very interested in what they're doing, but it just when you said it, mm-hmm. I just all these funny things popped in my head. I'm not sure what they were, what they are, yeah. and I'm not sure I want to know. I'm not going to get into it, but it I would like, rather you not. Just how you but. said it, it was like <laughs> you said bougie berry. I know. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> well, yeah. So all kinds of desserts, cakes, you know, dipped strawberries and mm. fruits and things like that. Um, so all of these people, it's really a, a fun, interesting mix of chefs cool. and people and but the kids, these teens. I, well, yeah. I shouldn't call them kids. Uh, young adults get to work with uh, professionals and like hopefully learn something from yeah. them. Yeah, it's really nice. Or even the chefs learn from the, 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 the oh, young adults I've, as well. I think so and be uh, inspired by some of these teens and their ideas. Um, there's no menu yet, right? There's not a menu okay. that I've seen, no. Um, but you can make a reservation. You can you can actually buy a ticket for this event that's on the and it benefits group. And it benefits the organization. Yes. Yeah. And um, that, that date again is Thursday, May 31st. It's a 5.30 to 8 p.m. dinner. What's interesting, and this is just a little side note, um, a friend of mine was part of this ProStart event 
Um, That's that Bartolotta's thing, right? The, yeah. NPS. Right. And, and he was, this particular friend of mine was part of um, kind of helping and judging these students who were creating mm-hmm. these, you know, whatever, these dishes mm-hmm. that ended up, you know, getting some kind of award or whatever. But I think pretty much the age range was, I don't know, 15 to 18 or something mm-hmm. like that. Maybe I, I'm, I'm thereabouts. And the things that th- they were making were in- apparently incredible. Really? Incredible stuff. He was he was blown away by what they were doing. Wow. We should probably try so, to let the James Beard of Foundation know about this. <laughs> I just think, you know, I mean... Yeah, I mean that's the place to start and really build that that creativity mm-hmm. and interest in food and in cooking because those skills can can really even really it's not for business. There. It's like it's great for at home and then like if you're trying to impress a uh, a, a lady or a, a guy friend, uh, what better way to do it with uh, some cooking skills? You know, and I I think last summer we talked about how I was like for a very short period of time the. Great British Baking Show. I was, I still love that show, but I kind of like, I kind of binge on it and then I fall off and then I binge on it again. So those episodes are so fun to watch. But a lot of times when they have a new group of of contestants, there is someone who's a teenager. Mm. And every time I've seen a group of people in one, I mean, the teen was always one to watch. I mean, mm. like they worked really, really hard, very mm. creative, and had skills. Yeah, I mean, because you think about it. Youth have little fear and anxiety. Compared yeah, to there was a lot of willingness to try things because you know, there was there wasn't. They don't have this. Yeah, of, no barriers. Yeah, yeah. You know, which when you become an adult, you start building up all these barriers and anxieties and yeah. stress. And like, I can never do that. I can and, never do that. And, and like mistakes you've done in the past. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to repeat this again. So all that goes into adult. While youth, they don't have that. They don't have those issues. Well, yet. maybe there maybe there's just um, more of a, that willingness or ability to experiment. You know, yeah. just be like, I'm gonna play, play. Mm-hmm. You know, and we need to give ourselves that. You know what I'm trying to say? Just that ability or permission. Give permission. ourselves permission to play. Just, yeah. just to you know, not even think too hard because I feel like I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I set myself up too. Like, oh, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't have skills. Or I don't have the time. Or, or I, I set up all of these roadblocks for myself when. You know, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just you only live once, right? As they say. That is what they say, yeah. Tariq. Cool. Next up, we're going to talk about, uh, I love this title, beers, beans, and burrito. It just sounds like something, uh, dinings, dives, and drive-ins, <laughs> yeah, whatever right. it is. But as far as I know, Guy Fieri will not be in attendance. And you know what? The beans are talking about coffee beans. Those are specifically relating to coffee beans. Although there may be beans in some of those burritos. Mm. But it's we've got all the alliteration there. The bean, mm. beers, beans, burrito, brunch. Uh, and this is happening this coming weekend on Sunday at Hawthorne Coffee Roasters, which is getting to be known for these little pop-up affairs. Have you noticed yeah. this? Because, yeah. yeah, press... The waffle, um, those waffle people, the people that do the really mm-hmm. beautiful and delicious Liège-style waffles, they do a pop-up there on Saturdays. Um, anyway, so this event is um, its a collaboration between Raised Grain Brewing Company. Uh, they're going to be ha- they're going to be on site with a special edition of their Black Walnut Coffee Stout. Um, Ooh, I love right. Black Walnut ice cream. So. Well, okay. I don't think it's going to taste like black walnut ice cream, but I could be wrong. And um, so cool. you're going to have the first opportunity to re- to actually taste that 
that brew before it, it is officially released mm. in the tap room. Um, Taco Moto, which uh, was previously known as Gypsy Taco, mm. uh, they're going to be on hand doing the burritos, but not just burritos. They're going to be tacos and burritos, but they're going to be breakfast oriented. So breakfast oh. tacos and breakfast burritos. And there's going to be plenty of coffee, Hawthorne coffee drinks that you can order as well. This is on Sunday um, between 9 and 3. Oh, sounds good. Uh, next up, uh, there's another event happening uh, this weekend. It's uh, from Bartolotta's. It's it's the dessert affair from Lake Park Bistro. Oh what's my going gosh. on? Like, what's, You're so what's... fancy, Tariq. Yeah, that's what the ladies say. <laughs> well, this what I love about this is it's it's kind of a, a well that you would, you probably adopted the right tone here because it's a Saturday afternoon luncheon. It's a four course luncheon, and it, it's going to have champagne pairings. Um, so perhaps there's going to be a nap in your future after that if you go to this, and um, it's going to be it's so this this luncheon was created by the pastry chef and the chef de cuisine, um, John Raymond, who a million years ago was was the chef at Roots. I don't know mm. if you recall that, um, but uh, anyway, so this is a four course four course meal with a bit of an emphasis on sweet. Mm. Say that. First course is a chilled strawberry and Pinot, Pinot Noir soup with braided chocolate babka and candied fennel. So it's a so it's sort of soup? sweet, savory, yeah. And mm. that's the 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 um, uh, champagne that's going to be served with it is going to be a dry rosé. I know you want me to pronounce this next course. I think it's me. Me fouille. It's a French. It's a French okay. pastry. Okay, here it's a savory pastry uh, with blue crab, cream spinach, and mushrooms. Third course is a pain et brie aux pommes, which is a. I mean, literally means a uh, bread of brie and apples. Apples and brie. I guess that's that's essentially what that means. It's a brie grilled brie grilled cheese, brie ice cream, apple chips, almond praline. Poached apples and figs. That sounds incredible. And uh, uh, finally, a, a roulade a la rhubarb and pistachios. So it's a roulade made of rhubarbs and pistachios. Verbena, yogurt, sherbet, strawberry rhubarb compote, and pistachio oat crunch. So this is really kind of a d- dessert-oriented mm-hmm. luncheon. I think okay. it's interesting. Sounds good. And it's happening when again? It is uh, this coming Saturday uh, at Lake Park Bistro at noon. Okay, cool. Finally, we're going to talk about uh, a really interesting thing that seems to be happening around the country. Uh, As you know, um, suburbs have been losing a lot of millennials to the big old city, right? Kids want to live in the city, take the subway, do cool bars, the dive bars, the venues and the music and all that. And it's been a trend that no one's moving to the suburbs. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of a drain out of there. So there's been a trend starting in like suburbs, Chicago, Atlanta, uh, all over the country where these developments are not development, a typical suburb plan, right? Where it's just houses. You drive to the market like three miles away doing these developments where they kind of self-contained communities. Mm-hmm. Where you have the gym, the house, a bar, a music venue, a market, all within walking distance, self-contained in the suburbs. So they're trying to attract millennials back to the suburbs, which is kind of kind of funny in a way. But uh, Mequon, there's, uh, there's a development happening there called Spur 16. Can you? But there's some interesting things happening, what they're building there. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, I was listening to you describe this, and I wasn't aware of this development, although I, I would imagine that these communities, if they notice that they're losing a certain mm. demographic, they want to bring that yeah. back. And how are they going to do that? It's, I guess it's a very, it's an interesting idea, right? So mm. this one is a, a community, kind of a community living plan. Mm-hmm. And I suppose a lot of these are, are, are somewhat like this. Um, there are, there, the components are obviously you can live there, right? So you can have your apartment or your condo, um, but there's going to be communal gardens. I don't know if you realize this, but it's it's kind of right off of the inner urban bike trail. Okay. So, um, otherwise known as the, I believe it's still called the Oak Leaf Trail, but I could be mm. wrong. It goes that far north. I mean, wow. you can keep going north. I didn't you can know go that south. Going that far. Yeah. That's oh cool. yeah, it goes even further north than that. Um, so you can really hop on the bike path with mm. your on your bike. Um, there's going to be this new Mequon Public Market, which um, is one of the things I wanted was going to touch on. Although we don't know what what all these tenants are going to be, we do know that Anodyne is going to be one of uh, one of the partners mm-hmm. in this, or one of the the the, the coffee houses that's going to be there. Also, Purple Door Ice Cream, they're definitely going to be having like up to a, like a dozen or sixteen kinds of flavors. You're going to be able to come in and get an ice cream cone. Um, but there's also I was looking at the plans for this. It's <clears throat> it's kind of a spread out development that's even going to have this. It looks like a self contained St. Paul public or St. Paul fish market. Huh. Um, so there is, you know, that little bit of sense of overlap with the public market yeah. downtown. So you have to leave your uh, you stay right there, have everything done, taken care of there. Well, it's it's pretty interesting because they also talk about having music, week, mu- yeah, live music, art fairs, and weekend farmers markets. And the whole development um, is the first LEED certified residential development in Mequon. And LEED stands for Leadership in Energy and Environmental yep. Design. As an architect, yes, you know what that, that is. Yeah. So um, what an interesting idea. It's um, 14 acres. Um, and they, they call the, the actual accommodations luxury townhomes and state-of-the-art apartments that are nestled within the beauty of nature. And yeah, knowing that area up there, it is mm. pretty kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you and like I said, you're right off the bike path too. So mm. um, you can just hop right on there and actually you could just hop on the bike path and go all the way south downtown to the art mm. museum to mm. so many different things. Yeah, I think you're going to um, see a lot. I, I have a feeling that's going to be a trend. Like these neighborhoods. Because, really? yeah. like, you know, I grew up in the suburbs and it was just, you know, just houses. And then you had to drive to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And like millennials don't want to drive anymore. So these developers are developing like no one's buying yeah. suburb houses anymore, right? At least, at least the, the young people who are growing up, you know, the, the older baby generation are retiring and moving on to other places. So these developers need to find a way to track. I think. I, and so yeah. how do you track them back? Like, okay, can't we just do build a suburb? Let's let's look at the neighborhoods they're living in. How can we do that here? Right. And like, how can we mimic that? Bayshore is kind of an example, early example of that. If you look at Bayshore compared to the old malls, I mean, you look at Bayshore, the little streets and avenues, there's apartments. It like feels like a town, right? So I think that's the trend that I think suburbs are going to go to that creating these yeah, self-enclosed I think, neighborhoods. I also think, though, that these these environments are also probably attracting a fair number of empty nesters. Probably, too, too yeah. They still want that sort of uh, suburban experience, mm-hmm. but they they 
they don't need a big house anymore. Yeah. They want all, the, and they don't have to travel. Drive, drive yeah. Yeah, and maybe they, if they have some kind of physical limitations yeah. or something. I think people get sick of driving all the time, right? Yeah. They don't traffic and stuff. So they, I think the developers are realizing this. And so they're, that whole idea of just the suburb of houses by themselves is going to go away. Yeah. Development's going to be more walkable. Right. You know. Well, then what I feel like we're going to hear about this development is a, is m- m- more develop or more um, businesses moving in that are going to be prepared foods. Mm-hmm. So, again, you're going to have it's either going to be pre- prepared foods or more like like fast casual yeah. type restaurant concepts in this again to just keep people kind of staying yeah. in that yeah. community and also whatever shopping that mm. might be involved in this too. Yeah. You don't have to go very far. Well, we'll see how it goes. Well, that does it for this week's edition of This Bites. You want to have more information about what we talked about, whether it's about the teens, grow greens, chef dinner, beers, beans, burrito, brunch, dessert affair, and more, head over to RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites. And as always, stay hungry and, and keep, keep the, the malort cold. cold. Well, take care, Ann, this week. Stay warm because it's spring. Yeah. You know. I know. I'm going to just put my park on right now. Yeah. Spring. All right. joke. See ya. Have a good one. This Bites is produced by Tyrone Miller. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast and all our podcasts on iTunes or at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcast. Uh-huh.